0: Yes. What episode <laughs> is this? I don't even know what episode we're on now. 34, 33? 30, yeah, dude. That fucking... damn
1: bro, that damn buff interview was so awesome. You know, yeah, what was no, you guys they... your guys' favorite part in it?
0: Hold on, hold on. Remember, this is this is gonna be the beginning of the pod. So we
1: It is. You know.
0: So my favorite uh, part was the whole thing. He's cool as fuck. I'm dude, so happy yep. that uh he was cool with coming on here and giving us his time. <laughs> yeah. He's very my- knowledgeable, has a cool background, uh I really like him, uh, and this is episode thirty-four of the worst fans in motherfucking baseball.
1: It was an awesome interview. Dan's really cool, so uh, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, He liked Josh and I ceiling fans that we had going. Uh, a lot of ceiling fans in our Zoom call. <laughs> um, <laughs> Nick's uh, Nick, the room Nick is in is kind of small, so he was constantly asking how big Nick was. And Nick was like, I'm only like 5'9". Five, five, He's like, No, you're not. You're like fucking seven feet. He was really scared. <laughs> so we had to make, we had to make Nick. No, no shit. No shit. We would never lie. We would never put words in Dan Buffa's mouth, okay? We had to, because he was freaking out, because he was drinking, like, he was smoking this American Patriot or whatever strain, you know, having having a Stella. And, like, he's like, I can't do this. We had to make Nick, like, turn off his camera. He's like, that guy, is he still there? I'm like, no, no, he's gone. The bad man's gone. He's like, he's so fucking big, dude. How big is he? We're like, Dad, he really is just five foot eight I'm like no no five foot eight well how about five foot eight one like meters down in cape you guys are so fucking big and we're like just take take a deep breath here take a deep breath okay nick is a normal sized boy he's like that ain't a boy that's a big man that's a bear
2: it was rough. Yeah, Tom, rough. he loved you, was scared of Nick, and then got kind of <laughs> mad at me, whatever. Um, you know, I was like, so how does it feel to be Tom Segura with fetal alcohol syndrome? And then, <laughs> it, it, yeah, it was just, you know, he didn't he didn't take too kindly to the words. That's when he so, took his shirt
1: off, yeah. and then we got this. Oh, man, I wish we had more than 40 minutes, because I literally did way too much research on him. Like just going through his social media and looking up like his movie reviews and stuff because uh, I was gonna read off the I put questions I asked people I asked, I asked Facebook I asked my friends on Facebook what should I ask him and uh, guys these are the these are results I got some hard-hitting questions uh, what they wanted me to ask Dan Buffa let's go uh, I'll tell you guys all of them right here um, who went pp in my coke? um that was one um could you one of them was just a statement uh could you buffa these nuts uh who is dan buffa which is pretty uh pretty existential i get that um tyler said do you hold repopularizing the sex move affiliated with your last name against brett kavanaugh I think he con- thinks his name is Dan Boofin, uh, Bufa. <laughs> Brendan also wanted me to ask, why does he have the worst movie takes? And I was talking to Brendan. I'm like, you know he didn't like Dune, right? And I'm like, he's like, what? I'm like, yeah, he gave Dune a C-. And he's like, uh, okay, now it's about Dune. I'm calling into your podcast while he's on. Do you guys do call-ins? And I'm like, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, uh, you know, I, I love Dune, uh, but, you know, not everyone has to like it. Uh, and then the last question, because pe- everyone was real serious. Is it okay to murder someone who asks you to delete their Facebook account and then gets mad when Facebook won't let you do that? Also, the whole time the job that you're doing and the company you work for have literally nothing at all to do with Facebook. Is it okay to kill that person? What's your perfect Sunday like? <laughs> uh, that is from Mark. Mark was having a bad day at work. so uh, Yeah, and then uh, more of my research. Um, Researching someone with you know like a Dan status is kind of like a little Big Brother scary in a way because um, I meant uh, I meant to bring up when he br- he makes a quote from Kevin Costner and uh, whenever I have a, I have a newspapers dot com subscription so you can search a word and it'll pull up every newspaper that uh, is scanned into the system and the one that kept coming up was a uh, quote was a was a blurb that they used uh, to to. To, uh, to market the movie Draft Day with Kevin Costner, with Dan Buffa saying it was pretty good. And I meant to bring up, like, oh, Dan, was that Draft Day? Might I add, I know you love that movie. It appeared in the Philadelphia Inquirer in May 2014. It also showed up, showed up in ads in the Los Angeles Times. Uh, it's, it's when you were working for Filmatic. He had a website called Filmatic. I know what school he went to. That was listed on newspapers.com and that he played hockey um and that he really hates the rams so there is a lot i can't wait for us to interview again there's a lot to get there because uh i want to be like hey man i think i know you better than your wife you want to move in like me and you you know we can open up a surf shop skateboard bike shop whatever you know
2: tom that's our dream what are you you doing bro i'm moving in bro
1: we can have three we can have three dudes kick the bitches (laughs) to the curb
2: Three men and a baby, and Ashland's going to dress up like a baby. <laughs> It'll be awesome.
1: Yeah. It's a, it's an awesome interview. It was really fun. He was really cool.
0: It was fun. so, I mean, besides, before we get into the freaking interview, I guess we can talk about the disgusting uh, display of talent on the field in Milwaukee uh, yesterday at the uh, Brewers Home Opener. Oh, you talking about not the
1: good. the fraud brewers you were talking about, right? The fraud Yeah, the fraud. I was just kind of wondering
0: what the <laughs> fuck happened yesterday. So <laughs> I was kind of just a little fucking confused on um what happened. A it's lead-off long. triple by Colton Wong first ball, yeah.
1: you know. It beautiful. It's a long game. Wayno gave up a lot of, you know, gave up some two-out runs. I mean, home runs happen, but uh I will say um I didn't get to watch it because uh, I was uh, up in Meadow Heights doing a game. I will You're say lucky. I was I was rather surprised we only struck out five times. I thought Brandon Woodruff would have a lot more Ks. So looking at him when I saw the box, I'm like, oh, well, we put the ball in play, it looks like. But um, I guess we probably didn't hit the ball yeah. hard at all. Pujols Poo- uh,
0: got a hit and a walk. And he got
1: caught stealing third, which people – you know, normal Vegas, Tom, who wants the Cardinals to win, would say this is an insane thing, but this is good vibes, Tom. This is the season of good vibes. Let the man steal whatever fucking base he wants to steal. If he thinks he can get it, I want him to go for it every motherfucking time.
0: He almost had it,
1: too. He pro- Yeah, I mean, Pujols could. You know, Albert stole, like, uh, he didn't steal 20, but he had a few seasons where he stole, like, 15, 16 bases in a season. You know, he, he can get a good jump, man. He he can he can he can he can sneak up on you the same way that Yachty can get a bag every now and then. So I, I ain't gonna hold it against him. I hope, you know, Albert right now hasn't k'd yet. I'm looking at his line. So, you know, four for twelve with a homer, uh a walk.
0: He's got a nine sixty eight OPS. And He's you know producing what? just as good as anybody else on the team right now.
1: Uh, it, it's we're we're five games in. Let's reevaluate. Well, Well, you know what I'm saying. Stop. We got to reevaluate. Let's be excited. Okay. No, no. I'm sorry. Let's be excited. You know what I'm I'm saying. Let's let's be excited. Let's evaluate this like 50 or 60 games in. Because at that point, we're like, yeah, this is probably the season they're going to have. Or, you know, hey, he's off to a bad start here, but these metrics show that he's due for a breakout. But right now, I mean, right now, first three games he's played, pretty good. He's got four knocks. Yeah. Yeah, He's on base nearly 40% of the time.
0: No. Otherwise, yeah, Wayno did not look good. Verhagen came in, gave up one run. Otherwise, looked all right. Aaron yeah. Brooks came in, finished the game, looked decent. No runs given up on his end. However, it was just a fucking shitty, shitty game, man. They it happens. I don't, I don't. Yeah, I mean, as soon as I don't know, I don't know. You had a
1: loss,
0: man. You <laughs> yeah, I'm just kind of at okay? a loss. It's you do It's like the you, Brewers play you don't the be a Orioles fan anymore. I get it. You Orioles and Cubs fan. and just look like shit, and then all of a sudden they just break out and and hit. So yeah,
2: yeah. I was at Hot Shots last night. Um, well, I guess kind of later yesterday afternoon, watching that game, and I had my friend Callie pouring her heart out to me with you know relationship and life stuff and mental health and i'm like slowly in the background like
0: fuck fuck
2: <laughs> fuck oh yeah that's that's terrible well i hope you're a therapist and you work that out motherfucker you, you know just, that that was pretty that much was, yeah I most of the afternoon watching.
1: we have yeah. the yeah. coolest fucking podcast i would say the coolest baseball podcast by my own so.
2: Well, and it could be even cooler if we get Brad Thompson. Here's the campaign. Uh, shut Brad the fuck Thompson. up, Josh! <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: Brad Thompson only comes on here if fucking uh, Joe Scarpacci on here. Oh, my God.
0: Oh, my God. Oh Christ almighty, we can't do that. We can't. I mean
2: if we get enough guests and so we just leave them like battered and abused when they leave maybe we get like a Stockholm syndrome type thing going where they just keep coming back cuz that's the only life they know now is being abused by three shitheads from Cape you know
0: Yeah
1: Yeah I, I mean you know we're going to put this town on the map motherfuckers that's what I'm saying we're putting this we're putting this town on the map <laughs>
2: Yeah, they're going to have driving tours to us instead of Rush Limbaugh for Cape Girardeau. How
1: about that? (laughs) That'd be really cool. Uh, Yeah, like uh, we convinced the owner of the—convinced the owner of Pilot House to take down that fucking Rush Limbaugh uh, photo and put, like, our fucking mugs up there. That (laughs) that shitty Photoshop you sent Josh of us at the Last Supper. Why am I in the center? Why am I Jesus? Why did you make me I don't know. That was I've, a photo I found I'm...
2: off your Facebook, and it was angled right. And I'm like, eh, Tom can be Jesus."
1: Yeah, let's just be honest. I'm the straw that stirs the drink here, okay? I'm the fucking. Uh-huh. You guys are the you guys are the balls and pussy. I'm the fucking dick, okay? I'm the big swinging. <laughs> I'm the big swinging hammer. Let's just uh, you know, whenever we, we open up you that Patreon, power. I get first dibs on the Patreon money, okay? Might go to Vegas again and go to see another stripper. (laughs) Maybe not. Might use it as, like, you know, for some cocaine. Who knows?
2: But... Could you write that off for tax purposes? Be like, I'm doing, like, podcast research.
1: I was at a gentleman's club, and it was
2: integral for the sake of our business. (laughs) So you're doing robotic, John Malcolm? Is that... (laughs) (laughs) I was going
1: for Conehead. My name is Tom Conehead. (laughs) <laughs> Why yes, I would love to see your penis. <laughs> John Malkovich go Dude, ahead. I'm not
0: I'm I'm I could not stop listening to you doing Mike Shannon the other day. <laughs> in the beginning <laughs> 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 let, me, let me
1: tell you let me tell you John Rudy, okay, I don't think all of them should be allowed to play baseball. oh wait hold on, we're still on the air <laughs> I knew Bob Gibson before I before he got all mean and nasty, I tell you what. He was a, he was a church kid. We all went to church together back in the day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm talking about Bob Gibson and I. And I was I was so cool. They had me sit in the front pew. You know,
2: <laughs> like kissing cousins.
1: <laughs> John Rooney, get over here. I'm gonna drink a beer out of your ass. <laughs> I've been listening to worst fans. John Rooney's got the six for you. <laughs> Mike Shannon will never be on this podcast. <laughs> How the I fuck are he. the Mets 6-2? and two? Hit them yeah. more. Hit them more. Hit
0: all of them. All right, <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. Without further ado. I'm gay. Here's Dan Buffa. Here's Dan Buffa. Nobody else
1: right
3: now is doing this. That's what I'm going to tell you. Nobody else is doing it as good as the four of us will be doing it. So they're second, if even if they start right now. That's how I'm looking at it.
1: That, no, I'm, I'm 100% on board with that. I would say, at the very least, we are not analytical. We are not the most sound. But I think we have. I think we have, uh, fellas. That's a, a very unique, unique form of chemistry and a unique <laughs> voice that we bring to baseball. Like, uh, we accuse one of our co-hosts of, uh, of having some certain ties to historical villains that we'll leave unnamed. <laughs> uh routinely <laughs> we talk about <laughs> Josh made one for you Dan uh we have, our running joke here is it's that, not that, funny well, by the way it's hilarious because it pisses Nick <laughs> off like Nick will criticize someone and be like oh Hmm, sounds like something a nazi would do and i'm like oh that's a great flavor let's openly accuse our co host being a nazi <laughs> and josh made like a josh made like a yo what's up video that ends with a hey this is nick's solo music career and it's like what was it was it wagner you were playing there josh um so- right here i can bring it up it was like some triumph of the will shit, and uh, Josh's like, "I should post this," and he's like, "Wait a minute, I don't know how Dan's job would respond if <laughs> we posted a Twitter a video." I don't really,
3: I don't really believe it much of that. I, you know, I'm, I'm a free thinker, man. I, I don't go. Wait a second, let me see what God would tell
1: me to do. Uh,
3: I don't do that. I just make the turn. <laughs>
1: uh, for those interested, office, like, do you know what the fuck you went on? Mr. Mr. Buffa. These guys are insane. Mr. Scarpaci's on an FBI watch list. I'm not. With <laughs> that kind of name,
3: <laughs> should Oh my god.
0: You're telling me Buffa's not Italian?
3: It is. It is it Lebanese? And I am Lebanese, and the buffa is my Italian side. That's my dad's side. But I'm Lebanese and Italian. I'm like a you know I'm a side agent one day, a little Italy, you know.
0: Nice.
2: I should probably mention, um, they called me a lunatic when I DM'd you on Twitter. So, when you messaged me <laughs> back, uh, I was like, oh, man. I'm the fucking ship, bro. I am oh, the man.
3: god this is great.
2: of the hey, podcast.
3: Man. I was once, look, you know, I, I try to do as many things as I can because I was once the person asking a lot. You know, I was, we're, we're, we've all been there, man. You know, and we all got to climb. But I never, I never want to stop climbing and then, but then taking a moment to look back down and, you know, pull somebody up with you know, at that, that's why I try to do because we need more creatives. We don't need less. We don't need to fight with each other. And that's what I see a lot of people on Twitter do. And Facebook, God, Facebook's like, it's like a Big Mac when it comes to chaos. You know, it's just like,
1: yeah.
3: But Twitter, you just see so many, like, writers and reporters. And they get, you know, and you know, antagonistic a little bit. And so uh, I try to just, you know, let, let's all this, you know, like yeah. Michael Keaton and the other guys. You just go, well, oh, bring it in. Ah, it's too close. I'm back up. <laughs> and then you can bring it a little So that's basically what I do. I'm a much yeah. taller Michael Keaton.
2: Hey.
3: <laughs> solid comparison. Not as good looking either. You already know that. But
2: yeah. Fuck, that Twitter picture was like, oh. Well, I guess that leads us into uh the film critic stuff. Speaking of Michael Keaton, were you a Birdman fan? I was a Birdman
3: fan. And I was so proud because I've been a Keaton fan for so long and I was like, he needs a movie like that. He needs a, a John Travolta Pulp Fiction. He needs a big swing. Yeah, and I think um, you know Alejandro is the director's name. He always has a scarf on. He's like John Hamm in a Blues Game. He just you can't yeah. enter the
1: building without a scarf. He but you know, me too, man, that makes he just—I mean—he
3: he put Keaton. He put Keaton in a whole new light. He he got to kind of let Keaton kind of let his bad man out, you know, because yeah. he's a comedy guy at his heart. And then he got cast as Batman. And then he got that persona, but he's still a funny guy. But We know in last year of all you three, you saw was the protege. If you haven't watched it, watch it for Keaton alone.
1: The protege, you said?
3: Yeah, Keaton gets to get his John Wick on. He starts fighting in, oh, in like, dining rooms with plates. He's you know he's fighting guys oh, out, look outside up. of a food stand. He's like, ah, I'm five six. <clears throat> <laughs> his kicks you know
1: so like Ooh, could his character kick bob odenkirk's ass from nobody then like uh, who wins in a fight there i think Martin if there's Campbell a nobody
3: wins. too it better be michael keaton playing the bad guy because if you take his bad guy out oh, of oh, yeah. spider-man homecoming that movie might sink a little bit lower because he just he plays a great bad guy yeah he,
1: just, he was he, really good in that film yeah
3: I mean, when he when he pulls up to the dance and he just puts his hand on the other seat and he has a gun in his hand, I'm like, "Oh shit, you did, Michael." <laughs> I was like, "Damn it!" <laughs> and you get dropped off by him? Okay, Dan. If you do one thing wrong, <laughs> I got seventeen friends. <laughs>
1: it's like okay. Stella got his groove back with his career when uh when it uh, when yeah. it came to Birdman. Man, I mean, the only yeah, thing I remember I mean, beforehand, beforehand that was like, changed like, uh, everything. Yeah, you know, well, he had like that movie called like Game Six, like that was years prior.
3: And see, I'm going to make like, a comparison. I'm, I'm going to yeah. say that you know Downey's arrival back wasn't really Iron Man. It's Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. That's when yeah. he was just in this phenomenal movie with Dal Kilburn. And that is one of the most tragic things of the movies is losing the great voice. Of Val Kilmer with a throat cancer. He's still around. He's still kicking. He's still making a great documentary
1: last year. I it he he, up. Uh, he's got a that. stellar music career if you've ever heard of it. He that.
3: does. <laughs> he does. But no, it's just, you know, you, I mean, you, you have those, those kind of career things where Michael Keaton was able to kind of show everybody what he could do and it's just great when actors can do that because I think when you yeah. when you pitch an actor it, it's fine if he likes doing that but I think Keith was always so much capable of
1: holding oh what what was that what was that movie he did for HBO was, I was going to uh, say before I wrapped Baghdad up that. reporter it was a reporter in Spotlight. Baghdad. what the hell was what is it spotlight yeah Spot, Well, spotlight's one of them let me find it real quick he played um oh the paper he,
3: that yeah was he was the older one
1: yeah, let me find it. Uh, but he played like a, a, a reporter in uh, the Persian Gulf War. and It was an HBO film. And I remember seeing that. I'd be like, Michael, yeah, King he had a good one. What the him. fuck? Live from Baghdad. That's what it was. He was oh, there you go. That's, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This tells you how many, how many good
3: ones he's done. Where I'm, I'm, we're losing track. Like, yeah. What, what have you been doing?
1: Dude, it's like, you're not Mr. Mom. What is this shit? What Come is this on?
3: shit? gung-ho, you might just, like, gun and then, you know, shooting everybody, not gung-ho.
1: It'd be really funny if, like, in, like, uh, Live from Baghdad or, like, Spotlight, he has, like, that freak out moment from, like, Batman. He's like, come
3: on, Jack, you want to get crazy? Come on! <laughs> Rips off his mask. He doesn't have one on. He just goes, ah! What are <laughs> you doing to, the
1: whole time? Tr- tries to rip the clothes off people while he's doing that. Be like, okay, Michael, we got it. We got to calm you down. Give him his kibble. Give him his meat. That's right. Give <laughs> him his kibble. His meat. Give him.
3: Give him. <laughs> Give him this little
1: breakfast steak. Lazy breakfast steak. breakfast. Have to pull him aside. And be like, "This is Spotlight. This is a movie about sexual. abuse. Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with you? I'm yeah. a character actor. Damn it. Damn I'm it. I'm not Walter Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah. I'm happy we're nerding out about Michael Keaton. Yeah, man. He
3: needs love. Man. He needs love. He's he's still going. He's he's like he's older than I thought. I don't. I can't. I'm not gonna look it up. I think he's near. He's near seventy. Sixties. Yeah. And he's still, Here. like, throwing kicks like he did in that movie last year. I was like, wow, they must have some good Pilates going for 70 years.
1: He is 70-fuck years old, Dan. Man, he's oh, going to be 71 this year, man. Gosh,
3: he's just like, no, I'm not. I'm playing Batman 71. Like, whoa, they <laughs> it a <laughs> this, is the, this is the cool Batman that just shoots people. He's like, that's I, right.
1: I'm not doing, I'm not doing this bullshit. I'm Frank Miller's Batman. Okay,
3: <laughs> I'm not, I'm not gonna have this two hour movie where I just, you know, agonize over it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: just fat alcoholic out of shape and shit. He's like, that's really right. Getting the bat suit as it is. It's like, He's like, Jake Johnson's Spider-Man the, that comes out of the Batmobile, Spider Verse. <laughs> Starts eating uh, a
3: lot of Chinese food. He drinks a lot of beer. Doesn't fight crime for two years. Ah.
1: Okay. He has a wife he never talks to. Kids. He's nope. a strain from Robin. She's
3: there. <laughs> he brings and him he the of the you go. You're
1: angry. See, this is a good vibe. Nick was worried this would go off the rails because Nick is a fucking parent. Okay, Nick is a parent. well. You know, hey, you gotta. Every
3: podcast needs a parent. You, you need that. You need that Tom Scarrett and Tom Gun, Top Gun, is looking over you, making sure you're not going to fly too high, fly well, too low. That's Nick.
0: Yeah, kind of. Nick's There's... a good.
1: Nick's a good dad.
0: I gotta, you know, I, thank God I'm. I have the hands of the editing because yeah, I, be I like,
1: did it. This is
3: What will they do?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't. God. I don't think if we uh, get Brad
1: Thompson on, if we get Brad Thompson oh on, we're bringing God. your dad onto this one. Okay. So,
0: <laughs> so kind of a kind of a beach ball for you, Dan. What are what is your what is your current take on the 2022 Cardinals so far? I just need to know.
3: I think they are they are they are under underdeveloped, but they are promising. Just for the fact that the pitching rotation walked into the season with a limp. I mean, you had four stars They're not. It's like Jordan Hicks as a starter is like that present They don't want to unwrap. They pushed him back twice. You're going to come out of the, you're coming out in the sixth inning. Oh, shut up. You know, he's, he's like, I'm going pitch in the first, you know, and now he's like, eh, you know, but they, you know, it's, it's been a chaotic season. They lost their manager in the second game to, I guess, the flu. They've had two yep. rainouts. They're, they, when they look good, they look great, but it's like, well, the way the St. Louis Blues looked for two months, when they were really good, they were great. When they were bad, it's just like, what is happening? Like Stephen Matz is like, I'm going to take care of this sweep. Like, no, I'm not. I'm just going to throw some grenades and give up about seven runs. So, I'm going to have
1: a blister and uh, not tell yeah. anybody about it. Yeah, I'm
3: going to be like Jamie Garcia, I, 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 Jaime Garcia. I was like, I was sick. Okay, I had a stomach ache. that's all. But Jesus. hopefully he gets better. But look, the, the way you have to look at this team is they're they're, they're kind of like they're hobbling out of the gate. But if they can get something from from Pujols, and as long as the boys in the farm, they are making some noise. Nolan Norman, Juan Yepez, Brendan mm-hmm. Donovan. There's like four of these guys. They're just like, <laughs> we're waiting Yepes. for these guys to break down. But Yepez hit a, a of fucking betrayals. missile the other day. He did I think Gorman's has Ed's four center. in four yeah. days. He's, he's probably gonna hit another one. I just those guys.
0: Those guys are. Uh, I'm understand. excited. I'm excited. It's well, just like, has- and that oh, was go. the whole
3: thing with me with Pujols. I was like, I wanted it, but then if they didn't get Pujols, I thought, here comes Yipes. The Gorman, maybe, maybe he makes the team, but you know they're young. Gorman's very young. I think he's 21. Juan Yipes maybe a little bit. Older. I feel like Yipes yeah. is a little bit older. But 24, I think. Yeah, I mean he's 24. So and, and I think they'll both be up. I think whether it takes the cost of a of a maybe uh, if Edmund doesn't hit, hit his weight, he might get sent down. De Young hits a yeah. skid. Maybe they said maybe they they fling him out of town. I <laughs> think De Young could be part of a trade. I'm just getting that vibe. He won't be the centerpiece.
0: Fingers crossed. But, oh God. but, but if the Carlos so to something right now
3: and they <laughs> shove off shove off De Young, if he now if he, can, if he hits, it's great. But if he struggles, you get Edmund and Sosa at shortstop. So that's something to keep
0: yeah. in mind. Yep.
1: But I'm that's the weird you. thing uh, about the young, he doesn't have to hit particularly well because he's a very plus plus defender. He's but plus Jesus defender. God. Jesus runs, God, the last two seasons
3: hit two sixty, not two hundred. You know, yeah. you know that, yeah. that's all you have to do, man. You he know, these guys yeah. I mean, he doesn't have to save the world. He's only paid like what is he making? Six to eight million dollars. It's very team friendly contract. Very yeah. And yeah. So you don't have to really have like a three or four war, man. Have a have a two and a half, have a three, get us some positive.
1: Yeah. Like uh he, he just needs it like in the past two seasons, the sub seven hundred ops from a position yeah. that's like gradually becoming more of a dynamic power position. Yeah. They always have the defense season. down. Blue-up. Yeah, he just you know, you can hit just get an OPS over 700 for Christ's sakes. Add some yeah. value to you. Uh,
3: 730. You can, you know, Dexter follower at the 745 yeah. if you want, you know. Just give us something to go with your. It's, it's like what you ask of Harrison Bader. Harrison Bader doesn't have to be center fielders and OPS. Just give us a 780. Give us a nice 760 to 800 OPS. And it's all De Young has to do. If he hit a 760 OPS, knocked out 25 yeah. to. 30 home runs and didn't strike out 175 times. I think that's a plus season. If it gives you two to three wins above the
1: place. Yeah. And the, uh, and the other big thing, stay healthy. Cause uh, yeah. the young's stay been stay bitten by that. Bader it's has uh, well,
0: kind like of helped the Cardinals when he got injured. Cause Sosa just came up and just played. Dude. Yeah. his like,
1: Sosa was like in like the top 5% in terms of sprint speed, exit below. That guy's got potential. And he also played plus defense. Like, mm. If there's a couple positions you have to like value in terms of like defense or anything, I would probably put shortstop and catcher as probably the two one or two positions that you need to have your best defender at. And Sosa yeah. definitely has shown that he can start at this level and play at it. Now uh uh Dan, you had something interesting on your sub stack, which uh which has kind of led us because we had this huge blow up where we called each other names about why sign Albert Pools, and eventually we said, fuck it. You know, it's not about winning. It's about good vibes. It's about true. Sure. you had a similar take about that, which is, the, this is the position I have, is that Albert Pools is signed because it's a great front office decision because it's going to make a lot of money. Exactly. Whether it actually betters the team or worsens it, hey, there was options out there. But at this point, this is a wild card team. Even though we freed up $30 million in in salary yeah. and cap space, or what, fucking, jeez, I can't talk, in, in, uh, in salary space, um, we're not going to spin and go all out for, you know, whether it be a story it surely wasn't for a Schwarber or even a Manaya. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I mean, even a Marcus Simeon,
3: a guy who could play second and short, I thought he was a yeah. guy that maybe it was on that second tier. He wasn't on that Carlos Correa and, you know, Corey Seager, but he was a nice little, you know, you drop down a pillar and you know, he was a guy who could knock out some runs, he could play yeah. a dependable middle infield. And, you know, you're right about the shortstop position being so vital. That's the anchor of the infield. The Cardinals, their farm system and the way they're run right now is built off a of superior infield. You I mean, look at their gold gloves last year. You know, Nolan Arnado's been in the league nine years, and he has nine gold gloves. Paul Goldschmidt, I think, has four. Edmonds at second, but he's all over the place. And then you get Bayer yeah. in center field, who I thought maybe, I think, two, three years ago, maybe deserve that gold glove, too. I think he saved an insane amount of runs defensively.
1: Yeah, the highest DRS. He's had the highest DRS for, like, the last three seasons. And then O'Neill,
3: you know, muscles from Canada, gets two gold gloves in a row, and he's also the guy who can just light up a whole game with one swing. So I think, you know, underdeveloped, but also the shortstop position is going to be so intriguing. Once Flaherty gets back, I think the Flaherty situation, the rotational issues – are taking pressure off a of shortstop right now, and you know Sosa is going to be there. You know, but I think once Flaherty, once the rotation gets at least a fighting chance with five viable starters, maybe Hicks floats around as a sixth. All the attention will go to shortstop, and also, you know, if Yachty doesn't, if he if he continues to not hit, I think he's going to come around. It's remember the uh, the shortened offseason; he didn't even get in camp for a few days, but. Yeah. If he doesn't come around, that's another kind of ticking time bomb. Is if how much if Kisner is swinging a good bat and he's maybe as good as defensively right now as Yachty, and I'm a Yachty fan. I never yeah. want to cut the guy down. I think he's very important to the franchise. But this is gonna be a tricky offseason. They didn't upgrade at shortstop. So that creates that shortstop situation. And you know, the rotation and then catcher position. But everything else yeah. looks
2: fine. <laughs> Yeah, I mean,
1: uh, I I was going through fan graphs, like rankings, and uh, they had, uh, in terms of position players, uh, the Cardinals ranked uh, like top 10 in five of the positions, but they're not very well sold like on the pitching. I have to kind of agree with them. Like our bullpen has like rather electric stuff, like a lot of guys could work in as a closer somewhere, but they've just been so wildly inconsistent. You look at like Helsey's like season from. From I don't know hell or the abyss. I mean, yeah. he he was so good with inherited runners, but he couldn't uh, he couldn't get the job done whenever he came in with like the bases empty. Uh, yeah, know, and then in and this
3: season he comes out looking great, but you know, just like Ennis Cabrera, is he going to look good the next time, the time after that? So if bullpen stability comes to be their best weapon, I just don't want the bullpen to be snapped in half by the time Flaherty does get back, and they're just yeah. one down. So it's just about maybe getting some surprise performances from guys in the bullpen. Like, if Ryan Housley could be consistent, he's a weapon. I man. I mean, and him and Gallegos and whoever they're going to slot into the closer position of Hicks being there, Reyes could I, – I don't see how Reyes will factor into the rotation when he comes back. I don't know what he is going to be with this team. I just
1: don't know. He won't be he's starting. He's big. definitely going to be out the pin. No. Yeah, he might be trade big, too. Who knows? Yeah, but he's, he's a deal not going
3: Here you go. <laughs> yeah. He, well, Reyes I,
1: Reyes, I don't think, will sniff a rotation ever again, quite yeah. honestly. Um, and, you know, it's sad. He was such a – Maybe player. not
3: here. Somewhere else they want to reboot him completely, they could do that. But I don't think – I can't see yeah. him. Even when he was before with a shoulder problem he had in the spring, even before that I thought – Man, and they did. I thought, man, they're going to use Hicks in the rotation before they put Reyes Because Hicks, for them, has more upside. He's got more team control. He's not as through the ringer. You know, he has that, you know, as Kyle Reese, who everybody should be following on Twitter, is just hilarious and very informative. He said he's got another couple pitches. So I just yeah. wanted to pitch the guy. Pitch the guy. I mean, don't keep the present wrapped, you know, unwrapped. No I've, been,
1: I've <laughs> yeah. been waiting. I... You know, I have no problem with him, like, starting based on ability. It's just, like, you know, he hasn't been stretched out for starting, for, to be a starter since 2017. And my only concern really is, is, like, you know, if we're going to work him in and have him do four or five innings, let's not fuck up that arm. Or, you know, yeah. you know, let's not fuck him up more than what we've had because now I'm having, like, the way, like, Flaherty's injuries have been handled and how Flaherty's been vocal about how frustrating he yeah. the process on it. I have a bit of concern with, like, how ownership is yeah. treating these injuries, how this organization is, and keeping in mind that, like, you know, we had a Yeah, and we I mean, have guys. And, and I see
3: it too, because, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's guys. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean go ahead. I mean, to cut you off.
1: Well, I was going to say, we have guys that were barred from team medical facilities. So yeah. we the, we're going to have way more injuries. The entire league is going to have way more injuries, are going to have to handle players with kid gloves early on in the season. It's not going to be, it's not going to be a pedal to metal going full hog on it per se. So like there's a a huge, there's a trepidation
3: in in that medical room. I mean, there's, there's always been it there since Mark Mulder, who had a very Mm -hmm. mysterious, prolonged shoulder injury. And look right down the street, you had Vladimir Tarasenko making a case against the blues that they've screwed up his shoulder. And so you you know, for me, whenever I hear a shoulder injury with the Cardinals, I just go, "Oh man, that's a ticking time bomb." The Michael Waka, you know the you know the, I mean the stress the stress reaction, and then you have you know, the frayed labrum with with Flaherty, and then you have you know the Reyes thing. And every time it's either an elbow or a shoulder thing. But I get more worried when I hear shoulder because it's such a tedious tedious, but also very you know uh, stubborn injury, and I don't think the Cardinals handle it well at all. I mean, being an outside, no, yeah. I can say whatever I want about that team. And I'll say one, one thing, their medical, their medical history is questionable. And they'll throw up a big front. You know, Mo will be like, well, you know, at the end of the day, they have degrees. You know? And they'll we'll be like, whatever, Mo. I mean, it's just it, – there's too much to go against it. So, yeah, a lot of trepidation when it comes to, oh, man, a mm-hmm. shoulder injury. And also, Flaherty, they're not really seeing eye-to-eye on their arbitration of the contract. Mm-mm. I think he's going to yeah. end up a Dodger, and I don't want to say that, but it just – all oh, you think Suns he walks? Yeah, I mean, I, I just think unless – okay, he comes back this year, he has a great year, and the team and him start to come a little bit closer together, but if this year becomes chaotic, I just get worried about, you know, when it becomes negotiation time. Not a one-year arbitration deal, but, you know, a multi-year contract. Even Lance Lynn the Cardinals, right? I, I don't think those two sides like each other. The but they came to that, got that away. three-year deal, but I just think yeah. clarity. Man, this is a big year for him to start with the shoulder injury and the Cardinals' history of handling shoulder injuries gives me a lot of trepidation about the season with him.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of concern, I would say that. And honestly, like I'm kind of in the camp that I I, I think Flaherty's relationship, especially with this organization, strained enough. It's frayed. Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> a very frayed. frayed labrum know.
3: and a frayed relationship.
1: It's, it's hard for me to see him wanting to come back unless we, we just, we, 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 we give him an orgasmic fucking offer when it comes to money. I
3: mean, a big offer and let him be himself. You know, you, you can't harness a personality or that stretches to the field. I mean, look, these people are human beings. They're going to let all that stuff or as Kevin Costner once said, all that mechanism come into their head on the mound and it's going to cause a storm. I mean, imagine if they ever Mm want to get an attitude with Chris Carpenter. I think they would have been scared. I mean, you got to almost treat your ace. If you're going to pay him like that, and let's say, again, he comes back this year, he puts up a four war. Now, he would have to come back and get kicked. But let's say he does that. Then I think you have to pay him his money. And if you don't, he's gone. You know, it's as simple as that. Because he's already got one foot out the door, and this is a big year where the Cardinals could pull him back into the room, or they could shove him out. And, you know, build a win. Junior and John was like you know, they they can be heroes sometimes, but they can be villains other times. You just never know what they're gonna do, what their plan. You know, yeah. they like the young kids, and maybe you know, the you know, the out with the old in with the new, you
1: never know. Yeah. Um, quick quick little aside here, since we're talking about yeah, Athletes, and just real quick, let me increase. interject
0: real quick, Tom. We got okay. about seven minutes on the timer because I don't have the full version of Zoom. <laughs> Oh so we okay. got about seven more minutes uh, before it'll kick us off. crank out. it. Yep. Let's all crank. right.
1: Yeah. Hey hey. hey uh, you know, I hope Vladdy comes back, Dan, because uh, this is a this is a pretty stalwart offensive team. So, you know, a little blues action there. I love my blues too. Um, uh, yeah. listen, I've been I've been hogging up the conversation. Josh, Josh, Nick, get 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 your licks in, get your licks in here, okay? Um, yeah, I just,
2: yeah. Yeah, well, um, I did have one question for you. You know, barring so it's kind of a best and worst case situation. Um so in terms of like your favorite Cardinals memories, um what would be your favorite one outside of like some major milestone moment? Um that was one that came to mind for me. That's the wife. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: oh. the Avengers The boys are
3: playing. Okay. Tom Tom the Cardinals are playing. <laughs> and I think for me a great memory would have to be You know, I mean, I worked the scoreboard, man. I I found the improbable journey to the manual scoreboard at Old Bush. And I I got a chance to work for eight years behind the board. All those nights and days of being behind the board when nobody was in the stadium, after the lights were about ready to go off, even after a loss, because, you know, you work there. So it was like, I'm there, man. If they win or lose. I mean, a loss means a mean crowd and a win means a happy crowd. Yep. even though we on the scoreboard did a lot of obscene things up there, like yelling at Cubs fans going, why are you here? <laughs> and me back in my day, where I had a lot more hair and I, I would bark behind the board at the crowd just to get them going. Especially if we knew there were a lot of Cubs fans out there. I would just start barking like a Rottweiler, just get them going. But I think all, all those memories, I think when we were porched down next to the board during the 2004 World Series, I mean, even the way, even the you know the Red Sox, they ran over us. But you know, the NLCS was still a ton of fun, and we were down there with no other games to work, maybe except for running up and putting an, an ALCS result in there. But I mean, they, you know, luckily they, they weren't playing on the same night, so it was like us to watch a game for free. And mm-hmm. being colder than hell, watching baseball players play, it was just those are the memories when you kind of give a little bit more of yourself to the sport. I mean, I, I could have went under where it was warmer, but I was like, no, I can't miss it. You know, the, you know Edmonds reaches and catches it or pools, cranks it out. You, you didn't want to miss a moment, especially when a guy named Mark McGuire was uh, stepping to the plate.
1: Oh, God, yeah. I, uh, when you talk about like giving yourself up uh, to the game like that for those like little mundane moments, those little uh, more human, tiny little human elements. Like, I kept thinking like my favorite moment was like a time I went to the game with my dad and pools hit three home runs and the last one was a walk off against the Reds. Yeah. But now that you bring that up, uh, my buddy Ryan and I, uh, he's he was in the stand-up scene liked your article on neil hollander so uh just so you know while we have this time i did way too much research and uh, let's horrify dan real quick uh you went to brentwood uh i found they that did. out through newspapers.com um you have five pets you have five pets um yes. you have three cats you know I mean? a cat guy here he's a cat daddy uh much much yeah, that three. he likes i think he likes Nick cage he likes pig that's a great movie as a is a fat orange white cat. Uh, also uh, likes Cohen Brothers. He had a good take on Mike Sheik. I want to get all this out because I I spent way too much time being like, "What?" Let, let me prepare for the interview. I want to make sure I'm a professional. Professional. So before I tell that moment. Uh, before I tell the moment, uh, what 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 strain you smoking? What 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 strain? What's your strain? Smoking? Probably what- my
3: favorite strain there is. It's Freedom Fighter. It's uh, it a oh, yeah. ter- it has four it in it that just hits you like firecrackers in your head because once you think the eye is kind of plateauing, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> we're going up, you know, the jokers flying in the plane with freedom fighters. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just a really happy strain. I think it makes, it puts one at ease. It doesn't get you going. It just makes you more, you know, more relaxed. I mean, I mean, every, every strain of marijuana cannabis should just make you. Look at the world and think better things about it than worse, because in the reality, yeah, it's much yeah. worse. But it just softens the reality a little bit. It's it's not harmful. It's a it's a great adulting medication.
1: Yeah. Uh, what uh, do you like it? to? Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Josh.
0: No, he's hitting his pen. He's, he's like, hold it. on. Yeah, we got oh! about, we got two minutes, so we gotta we'll probably uh, wrap a little Cardinals, bit. Uh,
1: that Cardinals moment was with my buddy Ryan. And I uh, we got that five dollars cards uh, tickets.
3: Yeah, yeah like
1: 2016, 2017. And we picked five games, went to the first five games a year when it was like 30 fucking degrees. Oh. And the one we picked, and the great thing is we pick all uh, the shitty nosebleeds, but no one's there. So we work our way down to the dugout. We're just talking shit to the uh, ball, uh. talking about telling Christian <laughs> Yellich how much of a 12-year-old he looks like, making fun of Jet Band. Hey, like, Christian,
3: what? do you get carded at gas stations? Yeah, oh. like your
1: mom's hot. We like. I remember it's like, Lay it into jet bandy and be like what fucking parrot names their kid after a plane
3: you're not used <laughs> to carrying that much wood christian put that back down
1: <laughs> put that down they come in adult thousands uh you gonna cast up this week uh, son god damn that was that was so fun but yeah it, uh, i think i uh, you know uh, that was a good moment we got what a minute and a half a minute
0: what else yeah we got, got about a minute that? so uh I mean, do you want to yeah. share your favorite memory?
2: We can all do that and, fit it and wrap it up that way.
0: You Me? I mean? Yeah, you. uh well, you man, I've been, I, I've been to, I've been to a few games uh, here, here and there. Hold on there's less than a minute. I gotta be quick. Um, see, now this is this is pressure I can't handle. Um. Tick. Man, I don't Tick. know. I like it. I'm, I'm gonna live. I'm gonna live vicariously through my through my father because he went to Game Six of the 2011 <laughs> World Series, and I was so fucking happy that he went because my uncle flew in from LA, bought him a ticket. Oh, they went perfect. and they got to see the awesome uh, best World Series game in baseball history. So, Dan, oh, yes, thank you doing. so fucking much, dude, for coming on this. Yeah, party. man. Oh, yeah, bro. No problem. Hey, eh? we'll, we'll, we'll do it again. This
3: yeah. is kind of like you know
0: the yeah. timing.
2: We'll, we'll, we'll have deadline. a steeple. Let's do a trade deadline episode. we we'll yes. actually
1: pay for yeah. a Zoom subscription next time. Yes.
3: Uh, yeah. Hey, yeah, you man. know, every relationship starts out with this limited exposure. Then we blast <laughs> off to the moon.
2: To the moon.